Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right, all right, all right. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and I am live in Palm Springs, California on this Thursday night. I just want everyone to please follow us on social media. Um, I'm at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram, please. And also Facebook, Jasper Cole. We have a one-on-one with Jasper Cole page as well. Or if all of that fails, you can just go to jaspercole.com and we have a link to the show and it has all the information that you need. And also a reminder that um, every Thursday night as well at 7 p.m., right when this show ends, over on BS Podcast Network, which is our host, main host page, um, last week's episode with Sean Kanan will be airing on that network at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. And um, anyway, everybody, we are completing week 10 or 9, depending on where you are, of the uh, COVID-19 shelter in place. So without further ado, I'm going to need to just bring on series regular, permanent co-host, Orange Ralphalicious, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. And go. Hello, Jasper. <laughs> Hello, Planet Eartha. And welcome to my voice, my vocal exploration. Will be heard, bitches. Yeah, we'll be always fucking hurt. Thank you. And I want to just compliment you and commend you on that lovely British accent. It was like we had just gone across the pond for a second. I thought I, thought I was listening to Spencer Tracy or, or Catherine Hepburn or someone. Or Vivian Lee. Oh, okay. one, of the, one, of those, one of those old, queen, old dead queens. That's what okay. you were trying to say. Okay, girl, work it out. Yeah. Okay, Ralph. So here we are. Can you believe, I mean, I literally can like mark the weeks by how quickly it seems like we just did the show and it's already Thursday again. I know. It's the week. Don't don't you find you're busier now during this quarantine (laughs) shelter in place and pandemic? It's like, uh, you know, we um, so many things happen. Ain't ain't nobody got no time for work because we're just Mm -hmm. too busy. Creating work. My whole thing is, uh, I, I, we've been so busy. Everyone's so busy creating ideas, and then it's like, and when are we going to do the work? But that's okay. We'll have it all ready to go once once they open the floodgates. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, everybody is trying to get every all their creations out. So when <clears throat> those floodgates are released, then they have content all ready to go. Or we'll just be also exhausted. We're like. Oh, we don't really want to leave the house. We've gotten too comfortable. We've gotten too comfortable doing our our Zoom readings and our meetings and our, I mean, everybody I talk to now is like, well, it's interesting. It's either one extreme or the other. And I want to, first of all, say we are not shaming anybody because apparently there's this whole thing going on where half the world feels like guilty that they're not being creative. And then the other half is like, all excited that they're getting all this shit done. So my whole thing is either way, whatever you're doing is good. We're not going to, we're not going to judge you on the air. We're going to wait till we hang up and then talk about you behind your back. Right. Like, like any good Southern person knows. Yes. And uh, there's no wrong way to do it. 
There's no because there's no wrong way because there's never been this before. The last big pandemic, as we have discussed, was in 1919, and I think how was that, that was, Ralph? You were here, yeah, right? yeah. I was there for that, and I think <laughs> and you know you and was, you and Cicely Tyson. Go ahead. Said yes, and Harriet Tubman. We were like, you know, this was the time before internet. So all we did was put on cloth masks <laughs> and hope for the best. And, right. and we were and kiss your and ass we were, goodbye. Right. We were happy to shelter inside. You know, what a different time now going through this pandemic. I mean, this horrible, oh, it's just like Hollywood is trying to get us back into making movies and keeping everybody safe. And it's just like, you know, it's it's crazy. It's, it's great. Well, everyone, please. I want to make sure everyone knows they can follow you at, at Ralph Cole Jr. Just, uh, just so we can get that out in the beginning, because exactly. You know, we, I, I, and and you know, Ralph and I are not above begging for followers. So lately, this week, I actually posted on Facebook. You know, could some of my five thousand Facebook followers please follow me on Instagram? And actually, people did. So uh, yeah, I'd well, love no, our listeners crazy. to go over to at Ralph Cole Jr. and follow him. He's on Twitter and Instagram also. Yes, and, and, and I'm not compulsive about it. You know, I am not afraid to become irrelevant because I haven't posted in an hour. And so right. I, you know, it's um, sometimes less is more. And then when you do post, it's like, oh, great. Have you noticed how many people start live videos now on Instagram? It's like, wow. How society has changed. I mean, before, at least from my feed, those were only few and far between. Now it's just like a litany of people starting a live video, girl. So uh, <clears throat> that's all. Speaking great. of, I want everyone to please follow Carly's Burke on Facebook and Instagram because she is doing hula hooping now. And um, if you don't, Carlise is a prolific character actress. You've seen her on everything, and she's got like only Carlise can book commercials during a pandemic. Exactly. So, um, um, but please follow her because a couple of years ago it was the swimming with the decorative swimming caps with her that, Erica Badu swimming caps that exactly. loved, I fell in love with. But and also she does Thursday. Oh, I think she did her Thursday live today, right on Thursday. Right. She does her Thursday. But she is now hula hooping, um, which is actually a, a, a fad that they should bring back, you know, from the well, 60s it's, and 70s. It's, it's terrific exercise. I could never master the hula hoop, though. But I love the different exercise you can do with the hoop. That's fierce. Well, I'm sure your those hips of yours would be able to hula hoop. Oh, you know? they'll, they will those rubber band Those rubber band hips. Cause, oh, well, yeah, swivelly and swervy. Oh, that reminds me of Erica Renee Davis. She's swivelly and swervy like that. I love yes, Erica she Renee is. Davis. I'm well. Er, Erica has a brand new um, YouTube show that she's starting, and I'm actually going to be her guest tomorrow. Um, they're not live; they're taped, but it's called Big Dog Little Dog, and um, I'm thrilled to be one of her first guests. And that that I'm not sure when when she's posting, but we'll do a whole publicity. Uh, oh, that know, will run be exciting! For yes, yes, for her to interview yeah. you this time, excellent. Flip those mics, and and speaking of flipping the mic, um, last week when I did the episode of Bearing It All with Adam Rothenberg, you know, part of his his interview is he asked actors or people or guests to reveal something no one knows about them, and my big reveal was that Hollywood's bad guy can actually twirl a baton, and so I ordered uh, a baton on. Amazon and it came in and I did make a video of it and Adam Rothenberg is going to be sharing that video so for those of you and then after he does I will but it's one of those things Ralph you know it's like hula hooping and riding a bicycle once you learn to twirl you just never forget so up. Yes, and speaking of that, I can <laughs> Shirley McLean. Exactly. I can create a boomerang because years ago Carlise loaned me her baton when I was working with queer as folk. Oh no, not queer as folk, queer wise with right. uh Michael with Michael Kern yes. and Daryl Larson. And I, and Daryl Larson, exactly. And I used the baton in one of my monologues, and that was uh loaned to me by Carlise. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to have to put out there that we're just all of us uh, baton twirlers are going to have to get together and just do a do a, a Zoom baton twirl. 
Oh my goodness! And, and watch and watch the you know the batons break the computer screens and go through the go through the windows and stuff. Let's just crash no, like, everything at one time. I love it. Mm. Well, speak. Okay, so speaking of um, Hollywood, have you yet had you gotten on to Ryan Murphy's Hollywood series on Netflix yet? No, I have not begun that one yet. Okay, well that's your assignment. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm just I would love for you to see. First of all, I think you will really enjoy it, you know, boomeranging the fact that you and I have both worked for Ryan Murphy. So mm-hmm. me on American Horror Story and you on the uh, Versace miniseries. Exactly. Um, but it's it's a it's hit. It is actually it's a seven episode miniseries on Netflix. And it, it's basically Ryan's homage to Hollywood. And it would be like if he could go back into the 1940s and rewrite history. This mm-hmm. would be how he would have done it. And so, you know, it's getting a lot of, well, any publicity is good publicity. People, people seem to either really love it or really hate it. I love it because I love that era and I love anything to do with Hollywood. But it's, it deals with, you know, the homophobia and racism and sexism and xenophobia and all that back in those, those days. And it's just Holland Taylor and Darren Chris and just amazing cast, you know. So Oh um, great. Yeah, Dennis and I are on episode four. So they end up being like I think they're like forty five minute episodes. So mm-hmm. um I yeah, I'd love your opinion on it. We could talk about it next week. So I know Absolutely. I just threw that I just threw oh, that no. at you. But, but no, we're seeing now No, we're seeing Oh no, I was just gonna segue over to how we're starting to really see uh, Hollywood trying to open and it really kind of came into light this week with Tyler Perry's big announcement that he his two of his shows sisters and the oval are going back into production um, July 28th and there's this whole system he's put together <clears throat> um, which kind of reminds me of the old Hollywood system which when we were talking about Ryan Murphy but his his thing is if you for the listeners who didn't read the article, you can go to deadline.com and find it, but it really highlights how he's going to shoot 22 episodes in two and a half weeks, which actually when people freak out, when they hear that um, daytime dramas shoot an hour show every day. So it's the same theory in basically 17 days, he'll be shooting 22 episodes, but um, the actors, the crew himself, everybody will live at the studio um, not allowed to leave. You'll, there'll be housing provided on the lot. Uh, CDC officials will be there. There'll be testing kits. There'll be medical, you know, experts there. So I think Hollywood and SAG and all the unions are going to be watching this um, experiment sort of to see how it goes. And uh, because on, on the other end, LA announced yesterday that their stay at home in place order is going to go through uh, August. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to loosen up a little bit, but that's going to, that's going to ensure that none of the studios are going to be opening till after that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so today, you know, we have our, our special guest is Emmy winning producer, director, writer, Gregory J. Martin, and he created the series, the Bay. And I really can't wait to get his take on COVID-19 and what his vision is and how he, what he sees happening going forward and like what he would feel comfortable with his own show and how he would do that. So okay, he's really, he'll be our first person that we've really talked to. I mean, Sean Kanan also last week is, you know, an executive producer, but he's also the actor, writer, all that, all the other stuff, whereas Gregory is strictly in charge of, the quote production. <clears throat> so what do you think? Are you optimistic about the Tyler Perry experiment? I feel that it's a, a risky experiment because if anyone does fall ill, then is, will that still encourage other studios to go forward mm-hmm. or will we be once again, scared back into a quarantine situation in terms of being proactive and going forward. He has already, he surpassed that in so many ways, just by virtue of creating his mega studio. Mm -hmm. So if there is a way to accomplish this, then 
I say hooray. I guess my reluctance is he's trying to orchestrate and direct something that is not possible to do. I mean, and, you, and, and to that point, if you know, Tyler, that's kind of been his um, challenge. And he, you know, he kind of did that quote unquote with his entire career. So you make a great point. He did that with being the first black guy to open a studio, you know, and he, and he also <laughs> did it outside of Hollywood. So yeah, it's not a surprise to me that he's trying to be this trailblazer. I mean, the good news is because he's a billionaire, like he's flying people on their private plane, you know, to the front, if they're not already in Atlanta, um, <clears throat> he will provide the best of everything. But I, again, keep going back to the unions and the crews and just trying to make sure that we all get on a, a, on a, on a uniformed, you know, unified sort of guideline here of what those safety guidelines are supposed to look like. And I think, and I may be wrong and maybe Gregory knows when he comes on, but I believe um, actors are going to be signing a waiver um, sort of um, releasing Tyler or BET of any responsibilities if they get sick. And he Mm. did say in the article that he spoke to every actor. And if, if, if any one actor did not want to do it, he would not have proceeded. So Clearly, both casts all agreed to want to get back to work. And so, well, you know. Great. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like I say, it's a noble enterprise, and I wish everyone, of course, the best of luck. I guess there's just so much unknown still in our daily lives about this virus and how it changes daily. You know, it's like, how do you orchestrate a storm? You know, mm-hmm. so I hope that it will all be successful. And I applaud all the actors and the crew that want to get back to work and get the economy going. I'm all for that. But if it's premature and we end up doing more damage, then where are we left? You know, it's such a scary right. time. Like I said, it, it wasn't like this with Harriet and I in 1919. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, <laughs> we I mean, going... the, you just had to worry about, you know, doing your laundry against the rock outside I in the did... creek. Exactly. And how are we going to get some bread, you know, on the table? But these are, well, I guess these you're are... going to need that dough and throw it in that, that fire oven, bitch. How else are you going to get it? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and who made and who made the oven? You know, there's just so many questions, Jasper. Jesus Christ. Like, God made yeah. the oven. Okay, yeah, okay. God made that oven. That was after so, Adam and Eve had sex and somebody bit an apple and there was a snake or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Allegedly. Yeah, so, you know, it's like we're living in parallel lives or maybe I should – I'll put it in first person in the sense of I feel very good. Great. I'm in a great mood, and Rose and I are doing fine. But the reality of things is, it's it hasn't flat. The curve hasn't flattened, you right. know. And it's like I thought, was hoping that it would have flattened by now. And to hear that it hasn't, and that it's getting worse, it's like, well, that's the thing that's such a, a conundrum to me. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse, but yet we're going into phase two of opening certain businesses you know so i i you know i guess for the people that are enthusiastic and want to keep moving forward it's like let's take our chances and just go forward because how much longer can we sit waiting to see if we're going to get this disease you know this virus so well i I know some people have actually said they just part of them subconsciously just kind of like let me just get it and get it over with you know but Mm -hmm. then there's no guarantee there's been no guarantee because they don't know yet that just because you get it doesn't mean you can't get it again and also because i know we're all running out now and getting our testing and but we don't know if the anti having the antibodies really guarantees anything yet um my theory would be i'm hoping that if we have the antibodies already at least maybe that will keep us immune long enough until the uh, vaccine comes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean, because it doesn't mean we would be immune for life or anything. So um, I I feel optimistic too, that they're going to, they're pushing through so many possible treatments um, before a vaccine. So maybe there will be 
some kind of treatment that will lessen the effects or, you know, I think we mentioned that last week. It'll at least keep the, the virus from killing you or going to your lungs or whatever. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's where we've got the greatest scientists. But again, this week, it, I've been kind of feeling like good. Of, I mean, I've been enjoying the time off, but this week it kind of hit me like I cannot believe the country is once again somehow politically divided during a pandemic. It's like, mm-hmm. I just can't believe we were able to make a pandemic a political issue. It, right. it just tells me that I don't see how the country's, I just honestly feel like we will, we will be divided. You know, there's, there's blue, red and blue Republican Democrats. And maybe there's a few people that say they're in the middle. I just don't know. How can you really be in the middle right now when you have someone like, in my opinion, as divisive as Trump, you know, it's right. You know what I mean? There, there, he, he's so divisive. It's like, there's no gray area. So I don't really understand. Someone the other day said to me, well, I haven't really made up my mind who, who I'm voting for. And I was thinking, really? So what are you waiting on? Right. What's like, going what would, to sway what would you? change your mind? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's just one of those weird things. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's become political and it's also become racial, you know. Um, yes, yes. You know, certain cultures thinking that another culture is more prone to it when that isn't the case at all. It's what, what, what we're seeing. What you're seeing is you're right. I think you were just about to say it's it's socioeconomic. And unfortunately, that always falls more on minorities because they make exactly, up, you know. And so, of course, they, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, it kind of goes hand in hand, but that includes, you know, Hispanics and poor white Caucasian people as well. But there's a much higher um, population of African-Americans that are, you know, in the, the minority. And what's happening is for the, for the people who don't have health care, they don't have the advantage of picking up the phone and calling exactly. their doctor when they first get sick like we do. Exactly. I got an email from my doctor's office saying, come and get test. We're happy to give you a test, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> so I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, one thing I, you know, we're very realistic on our show, our show one on one with Jasper Cole pandemic pandemic 2020 is about keeping things above keeping things a little bit lighter than usual because we, we are inundated with the news. But one thing I do want to reflect on is how we have this wonderful slogan of we're all in this together. Right. And regrettably we're not because there's so many people that are being antagonistic to our governors and our mayors and to law enforcement about sheltering in place. And when you see, you know, talking about socioeconomic, here are white people just going to the beach and wanting to do whatever they want. You know, it's like we're not in this together. No, when, no, we're you not. Know, when, when the other socioeconomic people, including white people in that group as well, are sheltering place at home and homeschooling their children and doing everything, washing your hands as frequently as possible, we're not all in this together. And that's what's sad to me. And like you said, God, you know, if it takes a pandemic still and there's still going to be political divisiveness, then what hope do we ever, what is it going to take for us? Right, right. You know, to bring us together. Yeah. If we could be politically separated, you know, like those times on cartoons and shows you grew up with, it's like, you know, the brother and sister would be having this heinous fight and arguments like, okay, you guys, truce, truce. And then for that truce moment, you'd, you'd be able to, you know, do something together and then return to arguing. It's sad our society is never can't do that it's like okay you're a republican you're a democrat when you're both laying on a gurney next to each other trying to see who's going to get the ventilator what difference does it make if you're a republican or a democrat or a black or a white you know right well unfortunately that's where we that's what's happening when you said that that reminds me of like good times or one of those great norman lear series you know that Mm -hmm. i could just see the you know the family arguing and but at the end of the day by the end of the episode there was some 
they've come together on some level. But listen, speaking of Norman Lear's and prolific producers, um, it is time to bring on our very special guest. Yay! As we have talked about before, you know, the Bay, we've had on Christos Andrews, we had Jade Harlow. It is record-breaking in their number of Emmy nominations and Emmy wins. It is a 10, they're having their 10th year anniversary, fifth season on Amazon Prime. We are so excited to bring on to the show today the creator, the executive producer, a writer, a director, one of the best, Mr. Gregory J. Martin. Thank you. I hope my connection's okay. Thank you. You sound great. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you for having me. This, this is a uh, this is an honor to be here, and I, re- I thank you for that awesome introduction. Well, listen, we, you know, I know you don't do a lot of interviews, so I'm we, Ralph and I, say he- Ralph, say hello. Uh, this is my hi, co-host, Ralph. Mr. Hi, Gregory. Thank you so very much for joining us. I wanted to laugh with you thank first you. and go, well, barely a show goes by, Gregory, where somebody doesn't tout your horn just famously. <laughs> so that's been a lot of fun. I can't wait, couldn't wait to meet you and talk to you. And secondly, oh, I'd like to wow. wish you a belated happy birthday because I know you just shared one. You just had one on May 6th. Thank you. So, yes, yes. you're very welcome. And oh, without further you. ado... Tell us about your life. Go. <laughs> oh goodness! Right, your life. But um, I want everyone uh, to know well, they can they can follow Gregory at it's very easy Gregory J Martin and it's G R E G O R I J Martin, uh, pretty much on all the platforms or and also at the Bay, uh, the at the Bay the series. Yeah. So yeah. listen, yes, you're, you're okay. Well, you're still so young, and believe me, enjoy people telling you that Thank because you. I know you're a veteran. <laughs> you are a veteran because you've been doing this for twenty plus years. Um, but first of all, I yeah. I just want to say congratulations on the success, obviously, of the Bay. Um, you oh, raised the well, bar for everybody so else. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me, and I. Uh... I'm very grateful to be doing it and, and to have the respect that we've gotten and uh, to be appreciated by my peers. You know, it's, it's wonderful. Well, let me ask you, because you, you were, you're from Yonkers. And when I think of Yonkers, I always think of Neil Simon <laughs> and like lost in Yonkers, but that you grew yeah. up in an area that to me, I don't know why in my mind, it's just like ripe with show business or theater and characters and, you know, a great, place to grow up in and did you did you sort of have this love of show business and theater and film as a kid or how did it all happen oh for you? totally i i actually don't remember um you know a lot of i get a question i get often is when did you first realize that you wanted to do what you do and uh, mm. my answer is always i can't remember it was too far wow. back in my memory i don't i don't i don't ever remember a time where i didn't want to be doing what i'm doing in fact, my crazy childhood child mind thought I was already doing it when I wasn't. <laughs> but I, 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 I actually, uh, I, I remember having I, story ideas and having, you know, like the Bay, for instance. The Bay has right. been in my head for as far as I can remember. And uh, and uh, I, I always kind of approached it in a way where it was never um, – something that I hope to do, but it was always something that I'm going to do. And I just needed to get out of my child body to get it done. Right. Um, wow. And, yeah. So that's kind of how it's always been. So I, I actually don't remember ever not, not wanting to do what I'm doing. So. Well, I have to be honest and tell you, I mean, I kind of, I, I always am like, I haven't shared that with a lot of people, but it's a weird thing. I felt, I've always felt that way in a way too. People would ask me, what yeah. made you think you could come and quote make it in Hollywood? First of all, I don't I don't use that phrase because that's not true. But I I kind of always thought most people always knew what they wanted to do. I, I just thought it was a given. But you know, I meet people now, of course, as an adult, and I realize that that's not something everyone is, you know, grows up knowing yeah. what they want to do. It's just a matter of figuring out right. how to actually do it. Yeah, and totally. so for you, for you, it takes. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I was just saying, yeah, it takes time to kind of, I know a lot of people that it takes time to kind of figure out what it is that they, you know, that they really want to do with their lives. And, and eventually people figure it out. And when they do, it's wonderful. <laughs> well, for you, were you a fan of television, like growing up? Were you a oh, fan yeah. of the day, the daytime drama, the nighttime serial kind of soap operas, or, or yeah. just a fan in general? Uh, so, yeah, well, I was a fan of everything. I mean, I I um I was a TV like fanatic. I I, uh-huh. I grew up watching, you know, you know all the, the you know, TGIF and all the the sitcoms, and I also. Mm-hmm. Grew up watching daytime and primetime soaps, animation, uh, every, horror. I was a big horror buff. Um, I mean, I just I watched everything. So it right, was, uh, right. It was. It's my. I, I love TV. I actually prefer TV over film. I've done film, but I prefer TV over film. But I think it's because I grew up as such a TV fanatic that mm-hmm. even though I eventually got into films, it wasn't. I mean, we all grew up with, you know, classic films like uh, sure. you know, Back to the Future or Rocky or, you know, movies like that. But we, but it was uh, Gremlins. I loved Gremlins. But, but right. it was, um, but it was, uh, but I was more of a TV buff where I watched every TV show and sitcom and soap opera. And I think I've watched, I mean, I watched about four or five soap operas religiously with my sisters and uh-huh. then, uh, kind of peeked into the other ones every once in a while. So I knew like the characters and yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been, TV has been a big part of my life. I don't mm. want any TV today. If I can get a TV right. show in, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I'm so grateful if I can actually finish a show because it's like, it, it actually feels like you, you accomplished something for me today. It's like, Oh my God, I got through it. I got through the first season of this show. Right. It feels good. But I, uh, I just don't have the time anymore, but mm-hmm. yes, I grew up as a big, big, big TV buff. That's fantastic. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's that thing about now that you do it. Um, it's almost like, I mean, I like people say to me, I love reality TV because I think it's one genre. I don't really, I'm not in, I do produce reality, but it's the one thing I can watch and not be picking it apart, you know, like knowing how, it's all, you know what I mean? Knowing how it's all put together. I like the pace of television as opposed to film yeah. also, you know, a lot of, a lot of actors, they want all the time in the world and they, they like a little more of the time on a film. I, I love the pace, the fast pace of television myself. That's me. Um, yeah, me too. I love yeah. it. It's a, it's actually great. There's, um, I had a thought based on what you were just saying. Um, uh, I lost it. But uh, t- TV God, versus were... film, or just the pace, yeah. But yeah. you know, for you, did you go um, like Ralph and I talk about our our sort of trans- our natural thing for us as we first went into theater, um, um, and did theater first. And did you was that something you did initially was theater, and then transitioned into film? Um, very little. I um. I did do theater. I worked, I was with, uh, I mean, my, I was an actually, I was an, I was actually an acting coach for a company called Youth Theater Interactions. And, um, it's a, it's a company that was based out of Yonkers and Westchester County. And they would do kind of educational plays around, around the, uh, tri-state area. And we went up to Canada and flew out to Florida once, but all on that side, on that coast. And, um, it was called Youth Theater Interactions. I started as an as an acting student, and we would do these plays, these educational plays around around that area. And then um, eventually, I went back as an acting coach for the school Youth Theater Interactions, um, and I directed a um, directed some uh, some theater productions, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I did like a Shakespeare thing once, but you know, I wasn't really big in it. I mean, I love theater. I, big fan of right. the opera I was very excited to see that online last month but right. the, um but i'm but i'm not uh I, I didn't really have a lot of experience as a theater in the theater world i did a little direct i'm a director and i don't consider myself an actor but when i was an actor i did um i did some uh some theater but very minimally in the same with directing Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, did you move? Did you go into New York City from 
Yonkers or did you head west first? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I started in, I did my work and I did a lot of PA work um, when I first started. I was, I mean, I was an actor and I was doing like, I started doing extra work. And then mm-hmm. um, um, I got a couple of like independent projects and short films as an actor. And I just had like the, the, the itch to kind of go be doing things behind the scenes. Um, so I started to produce my own content. Um, I worked as a PA on a lot of different sets. And then um, I had the idea of producing a feature film, met some folks in the industry who had more experience than I did and knew what they were doing and became friends with them and eventually decided I was going to raise some money to shoot a movie. And I did and, and moved out to, LA and directed my first film back in, uh, goodness, I don't remember when that was. Um, it's probably, um, you were young, but uh, you were young for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I think I was 26, 26 or 27 when I directed my first film. So I'm 42 now, whatever that was. And that was, uh, a lot of fun. It was a super low budget horror, like D D horror film. Mm -hmm. And then, um, was kind of realized that I don't didn't really have the interest to act as much as I do to direct. Mm. So I just kind of focused on that. I love to write, which uh, mm-hmm. those are my, so for me, it's directing and writing. It's my, those are my two main things, even though I am a producer and uh, it's just part of the, you know, what we need to do to make sure that we're staying employed. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, uh, but it's uh it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people say that I'm good at it, but I it's just not my my thing. Like I just do it because that's your passion. More of a, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not my passion. Yeah. Gregory, how did you raise the money to move out to L.A.? Um, well, um, goodness, to remember, my my God, my age is like coming. I'm like, God, that was like twenty, <laughs> almost twenty years ago. Let me see. Um, how did I do that originally? Um, I believe we had some folks. I met some folks who were interested in like doing a movie. Um, and then we just kind of, and a lot of it was done by favor. So we didn't have to raise mm-hmm. a lot of money. So I, I don't think it was like a really, so, so that's kind of how I mean, we just pulled a lot of favors and we shot it on a super shoestring, shoestring budget. Co- copy that. Um, okay. Oh, I remember. Now I remember. Oh my goodness. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I should probably should give her credit, but my ex-wife actually was, um, that's so funny. No, oh my God, you're just bringing it back. Uh, this is therapy, Gregory. <laughs> this is a free therapy session. So no one's listening. It Feel was, free uh, to say whatever you want. <laughs> that's funny. Right. No, it was, um, it was. It's actually it's a, probably an interesting story, and you're the first person that I've ever told this to on us. See, we got an but, exclusive here. Um, yeah, you did. My my ex-wife. I was uh, I was 22 years old, and I married this woman, who um, who uh, was from you know Peru, and um, her family had you know some money, and uh, it was so interesting because they. She wanted to open a video store, and um, I said to her, um, and we were going to do it, and we had the plans to do the whole video store, and then I guess, you know, when you're 22 and I'm a very passionate young filmmaker, I was like, oh, well, how about we just do a pilot instead? And so <laughs> so we uh, we ended up doing the pilot, and uh, in the, the money that was going to go into shooting the uh, I mean to to opening up a video store, which I'm glad because obviously video stores are kind of defunct now. But right. that uh, we decided to put it into the pilot, and uh, and that's how and the, that was my and the rest is of, history. Yeah, the rest is well, history. It's yeah. funny. It's funny what we do in our twenty. You know, when we I often say now, if I had if I had the like the 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 just balls to the walls, you know, energy of what I did in my twenties, but with the somewhat of the wisdom I have now, um, that would be the perfect combination. But we just somehow yeah, we're in no. our twenties, our twenty <laughs> in our twenties, we just made it happen. You know, it was like yeah. just whatever. Whatever. I remember one time someone, I I, I came, it came down to I needed to pay my light bill or get new headshots 
and I got new headsets. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they turned the electricity off. And I was like, um, wow. Now, looking back now as a 56-year-old, I'm like, what a dumbass. But, you know, yeah, I thought... But the crazy was, thing is that probably ended up... You, that, those headshots got you a job, and you ended up getting that money back. And, Hopefully, uh, and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I was going to say to you, Gregory. This is so great about what you and your ex-wife experienced because... Based on the way you grew up and that everything that was intrinsically in your body, when your ex-wife suggested video store, just go with me on this one for a second, Gregory. (laughs) Get ready. I'm not sure where this is going. So your mind (laughs) video store. Why don't I make the video that will be rented? Oh, pay to her. Let's put that yeah. – because at 22 years old, saying that – I mean, pilots, of course, have been around. That goes back to when you were 12 years old, thinking like, oh, God, when I can fucking get out of here and get out of this body and be an adult <laughs> and really just right. like pursue these things. Yeah. Then, And it's just right. what you said to Jasper by him um, do, getting headshots instead of paying the light bill. It's what you did. It's like, well – now you'd have a defunct video store, you know, um, priorities. priorities. We have our priorities yeah. straight. So, yes, so- exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's, and I believe, I strongly believe in, you know, what goes around comes around. So I think uh, everything, all decisions that you make in life are, are, are what are, are, what are, are meant to be. So, yes. It's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, going yeah. back to what you said earlier, like two things, First of all, I think extra work, you know, is a wonderful way for young actors to learn a set, you know, watch what happens on Mm -hmm. a set. Um, And then also, like you said, doing PA work. I don't know if a lot of listeners realize, but, you know, uh, PAs on a set. Yes, it's a lot of grunt work and it's, you know, getting coffee and all that stuff. But it's a great way to get your foot in the business and also learn while you're there. And I think the other great thing you said was, you you were you knew to partner with people who knew a lot more than you did because oh, I think yeah, so important. I, I don't know if you see this but I run into this lately you know a lot of people they get into this business and they feel they feel somewhat offended that they have to sort of work their way up or or that they have to actually learn from someone who's more experienced you know there's this there's a lot of this yeah. instant, they want instant success like I need to just walk in the door yeah. and be that dog crazy. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Entitled. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally on that. You know, one of the things that have happened to me, not one, but multiple times was uh, people that I was a PA for today. I, uh, actors when I'm uh, a show and we have background talent and I don't even like to call them extras because it's, Right. I just feel like it's kind of like, so I always call them background talent, but there's, um, mm-hmm. there's, uh, I, I, I remember being a, you know, an extra and I would, um, ha- have that desire like, Oh my God, hopefully they turn and they look at me and they give me some mm-hmm. screen time. And that feeling, I remember it very kind of very clearly. Um, and so whenever I do, I have a scene where I have background talent involved, um, I go and I make a make an effort to remember everybody's name, and they, I'm sure mm-hmm. they, any background talent that's ever worked on the Bay knows that. Like I'll just kind of go and I'll start, I'll ask everybody their names, and I'll, I'm pretty good at memorizing, so I'll, I'll most likely remember everybody's name, and then I'll forget it the next day. But I remembered it right. that day, and then I just kind of make sure that everyone has screen time because it's so important. Like I think, right, to to, to just kind of. Inspire you know, first of all, they're such an essential part to your production and making it look Absolutely. good. But also, these are human beings who have a passion and have a talent, and they're doing you a favor by being there. And right. uh, and you just you just want to make sure that everyone feels good, you know. And so that's that's a, that's you know, so great. That's yeah. a great thing, Gregory. I want you to just dwell on what you just said which is well when i was the pa for the people that i worked for listen to what you just said now you're gregory j martin fucking fierce ass director of a hit ass <laughs> show you. 
and you were a PA. So it all goes around. Like you said, it's all full circle. It's no different than acknowledging the bus boy or the bus girl at a restaurant. Right. Yes, they're, they're supposed to be out of sight, out of mind, but it's always nice to acknowledge another human being. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like exactly. Gregory knows, Gregory sets the tone. You know, they always say the number one on the call sheet on the acting side, you know, sets the tone. And then, of course, the executive producer, it always starts mm-hmm. at the top. And, and you'll ne- you'll, that's one thing we hear about your productions is that how wonderful you are as a producer to work for. And that's why you get such great wow. talent that, you know, want to work with you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you. tell every, so tell everybody w- what's happening on this fifth season of the Bay. And by the way, if you're just joining us, we're, we're joined by the prolific Gregory J. Martin creator of the Bay uh, now in its fifth season. And you can uh, get that on Amazon prime. Um, yeah, so I mean, everyone can start from season one and binge it, obviously. But um, what are what kind of adventures are we, without giving away too much, are we looking at this season? Well, you know, my partner in crime is Christos Andrews, yes. who's our uh, our lead actor on the show, and he's you know who we've had on the show. We love him. I've I've ever met, but. Um, he, uh, his character is, um, is on quite the journey this season. Um, and, um, I, I, I'm like, I'm like one of those people, my, one of my producing partners is a big, like spoiler person. She loves spoilers, <laughs> um, Carolyn and, uh, and I'm the opposite. I won't even watch a trailer um, right. because I'm scared that it's going to tell me something. If I w- I'll start to watch a trailer, and if, uh, <laughs> if, if I feel like it's giving me too much information, I'm like, all right, shut it off, quick. I don't want to watch it because I right. love to go in blindly. And I'm also right. like that with my work, and so I don't really like to share much mm-hmm. about yeah. what's happening. I'd rather than just kind of you know, check out a teaser and see if they want to go and watch it. But y- there's some great adventures happening. Um, you know, We go to Turks and Caicos for season five. Right. Uh, we haven't released that content. There is a trailer somewhere on Instagram or on the website or somewhere, but you can find it and see uh, it's like a two-minute teaser about our trip to Turks and Caicos, which was a lot of fun. Um, oh, I'm sure, yeah. And uh, Yeah, so we've been kind of like we, – we've been traveling a lot, which has been fun, and we want to do some more traveling because um, I love to shoot over, you know, overseas or different places. Like we, our first location shoot was in New York. And then we went to the next one was in Belgium and then we went to England and then the last one was in Turks and Caicos. And uh, we hope to do more of that, you know, um, but, uh, you know, Christos's character, Pete Garrett is on, on quite a journey. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and then of course we have the wonderful Mary Beth Evans who plays mm-hmm. Sarah. Um, yes. She is. Um, she, you have to watch season five, but she she was. I, I just. I feel like I'm giving things away. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. It's so difficult. It. I know. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about yeah, but the we Bay, do have a spinoff. Right. Sorry, I was going to get to that. Yeah, you have a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone about the spinoff. I was going to say the spinoff um, is is we're doing a spinoff of the Bay called YA, which is a young adult series, um, and it's ten episodes. Um, we shot the 10 episodes. They're in post now. Uh, Christos and I actually directed it together. Um, and my son is Dante is actually a series regular in it. And, uh, oh, we wow. It That's the Ambrosios and, uh, and it's a family the, affair. Uh, yeah. And our, you know, our business partners are the Ambrosios and Wendy Rich, who's our executive producer on both the Bay, uh, is also the executive producer on, on, on YA as well. And, uh, it's a good uh, it's a good group of people. Everybody's wonderful. My supervising producer, my senior producer Nadine and Crystal, and we use the same crew and who I love. And it's just a, it's like a it is a family affair. We uh, we we love working together. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I love. And when Christos was here, we were talking about that and how you've 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 created. Um, it's very much like a Ryan Murphy. It's very much like. Um, you know, Woody Allen always had his stable of players and crew, Robert De Niro and Jane Rosenthal at their company. And, you know, and the longer you're in this business, I tell people all the time, you, you, 
when you're lucky enough or if you're lucky enough to find great people that you want to spend 10 to 12 hours a day with, you don't want to let those people go. <laughs> you know, it's not easy. It's uh, not easy to find people yeah. that you really click with in this business at times. Yeah. I actually so, have a thing that happens a lot with me um, because I do like to use the same actors on my projects um, where I'm kind of, I'm oftentimes advised by my, you know, producing partners or distribution to say, Hey, you can't use the same cast. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> darn, because I love working with the same people so right. much. And so um, there's been times where I've done projects where the cast was, <laughs> just a, a, an alternate universe of the Bay because I love <laughs> working with the actors. And so I have to be careful with that um, mm-hmm. where I don't end up casting the same actors in all the projects. Um, right. Christos, uh, I, you know, I love working with because he's so wonderful yeah. and, uh, and just so versatile. And so he can kind of morph into anything I I write for him or create for him or direct him to do. And uh, so that's always, always like my top pick, but, right. uh, but there's so many people that I love working with. And so you'll see, you'll see a lot of the same actors in my projects. And I try to figure out how to do it where they're very different or mm-hmm. they're not, you know, I'll, I'll just cast maybe like a handful of actors that I, you know, that I use in one project and then I won't use them in the next one. And, you know, because it, it can hurt distribution, but it is the feeling of being able to work with that family of mm-hmm. folks that you love working with is just, it just, you know, that's what excites me um, most. And I, I rather work with my core group, not only actors, but the crew as well over right. and over and over again. Otherwise it kind of takes the fun out of it. It's like, why am I doing, I'm not doing this for me. Exactly. I'm doing it for my, for the people I love, you know? And so, and you've already, and uh, you've already established like a, a secondhand language with the actors and you guys trust each other. And, but uh, that's a, gr- a yeah. great segue. I wanted to, since you are a, a series creator and a producer, I wanted to get your take. We wanted to get your take. Um, we briefly talked about in the opening, the quote reopening of Hollywood. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it was announced this week that Tyler Perry Studios is going to try this experimental kind of situation where his, his two shows are coming back in July and, you know, kind of being on a lockdown situation. Everyone's in quarantine, living at the, the studio. How, mm-hmm. What, if any, what's your opinion on looking forward? And, you know, how, how do you see this happening? I know it's an it's a overwhelming question to, to answer, but... Um, well, I think we're kind of in a similar situation um, where we might do the same thing because we have um, – my mentor was, uh, was a guy who, uh, who, who passed away a few years ago, and uh, he had a, um, a, a ranch, which was kind of like a studio in a way, mm-hmm. and we had um, – we've shot a lot of our movies there, and it has like suites and uh, a lot, lots of property and – uh, I mean, I've shot whole feature films there, and I also shot almost all of season two and almost and a good portion of season five at this place. And so we're thinking when we do go back, if we do go back into production, we'll probably do the same thing as what right. Tyler's doing, where people would just stay there um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 just be quarantined together, so so that we're not, you know, we're at lower risk. Um, it's right. a great. It's a great it's a great thing to do. And I think if people have that ability, that's how you're going to, you know, stay alive, you know, in the, in the sense of, uh, shooting until things. we have until and, we um, have some kind of vaccine or something. Yeah. And so, um, so I think it's important. I mean, I'm, I'm like a nervous wreck. I don't want to be around any other human being right now. Me you too. Know, Me too. Are, yeah. And it, I think people are not taking it serious. And anytime I go for a drive, if I have to go to the bank or if I have to go to like, because we, you know, we stay between the Santa Monica house and and the uh, and the valley, um, and so if we like, if we ever like switch and we're and I go and I see people out and about without masks uh, or even out and about period, even if you're wearing a mask, I'm like, what are all of these people doing? Go right, home, go write a book, right? Do something, right. <laughs> stay out of the public, you know? It yeah. doesn't make any sense, and it's it's very se- selfish, I think, and I think uh, I think people need to really be taking this serious because this is going to go away. But it's not going yeah, to go yeah. away if we don't take it serious, you know. Exactly. Right. So just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we talk, like you thing. said, when you when you think about just the 
the concept of a set and how many people it takes. And it's just a little overwhelming. I, I get a little overwhelmed as well. But like you said, I think the more controlled we could keep it, you know, I think everyone would, and testing, of course, testing will help as well. But in a very bizarre way, you know, it's like, it's certainly not, I don't mean this to say exciting because it's, I, people are dying and it's horrible, but it's, um, it's just very interesting to be living during this period and we will look back on it, you know, and, and, and have our different takes on it. But uh, definitely it's the new normal and it's changed our business for sure. Going forward. Um, yeah. And probably in, probably in some better ways too, you know, we'll find that out later on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that, um, yeah, I think it's such an important thing for people to understand that, um, I know, I know it's hard to be locked in the house. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, but if people, I, I, I wish there was some way to kind of like deliver this message to the world who are having anxiety about being stuck in the house for this time to, to comprehend the fact that this is just a, a, a small time period of our lives that mm-hmm. will go away if we just cooperate. Right. Watch, binge every show you possibly can. Um, don't worry. About, it's not. It's not about you right now. It's not about you know. It's it's about the world, and it's about right. um, making sure that we are taking all precautionary measures. It's not about our. You know, I, I see a lot of people fighting, saying I have the right to wear a mask if I want to. It's my choice. It's like, <laughs> that's that's it's such it's such a it's it's like come on guys, listen. This is not. This is happening all over the world. Right. Stop making it a political thing. This is happening all over the world in every country around the world. Right. Okay. And, and they have to understand the severity of it so that we can bring it to an end. And, and people are dying. People are literally I know. dying. I know. I've lost, I've lost someone. And, and I know people who have uh, lots of people in my relatives have been affected by it. And some folks that were really close to the Bay have been affected by it. And, and and we are risking not only our own lives, but the lives of so many other people by not taking it serious. I, so I know. completely agree with you, Gregory. Thank you for getting that out on the air because actually you said, I wish I could get this out to the world. Well, lucky for you, the world listens to our show. It's <laughs> yeah, called, good. Thank it's God. Called, it's called Planet Earth, <laughs> so I hope they do adhere to it you know, so we can really believe in the expression, we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true so, though. It's like, it's like I never, Ralph and I were saying in the opening, I just can't believe, you know, the fact that we, we've even, even in a pandemic, you know, people are divided politically. I, I'm, I'm astounded when I see people protesting. It's like you're protesting science and, and facts, like right. people that are trying to actually help you and to keep you alive, but you just have this need to, protest and then of course they're protesting with confederate flags and guns and you know all that stuff that's a whole that's a whole other thing but um again you know i just say 2020 november everyone vote whatever you're voting for just vote and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. keep it going and on a different note i wanted to say you know the daytime emmy nominations i i think might be coming out next week i i don't know i they keep mentioning it (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah. Bronx SIU that I'm involved in. Now, for, let me just say for, for so JR. Well, thank you. But for J.R. Rosenberg and I, this would be our like first potential nom- nomination. Um, I know it oh, take me 30, so awesome. 33 years to, to potentially get a nomination. Mm-hmm. But um, no matter what well, happens. Bronx, you, was it not nominated last year for best show? We No, we had three acting uh, nominations, which oh. we were beyond oh. thrilled for, you know. So being the new kid on the block, um, but I, we're just thrilled to be part of this whole digital family. You know, it's a blessing. Yeah. And everyone I, yeah, is so I, I actually have to take my hats off to a show like Bronx SIU because, um, you know, they actually produce half hour episodes and it's yeah. not, and that's, that's no easy feat, you know, to be able to, I mean, I, I've done, and there's not, no disrespect to any short form content because I've, sure. I've also produce short form, you know, but in this particular category, when you have a digital series that is a full broadcast half hour, mm-hmm. the, 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 
to be able to, to, to accomplish that, just to put it together in, the, in an independent uh, uh, form is, yeah. is just alone an accomplishment. And, uh, and so my hat's off to Bronx SIU for being able to do that and to produce not only produce half-hour shows, but to actually produce good content. So good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hats off to Dan Garcia and Mike Mayhaw who make all that happen. But again, I want to give a special shout out to J.R. Rosenberg, my partner, because he he just, he's amazing. You know, for a guy that um, is in, uh, not in Hollywood, thank God, you know, the whole time we've worked together for 13 years, he's also lived outside of LA, but he, he gets more done I think that's the key that he lives in a different state, <laughs> but nowadays it doesn't matter yeah. where you live, you know, everything's the phone. And, and now he's a producer on the Bay. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Congrats. We just brought him on as a producer of the Bay for the Bay. Oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, he, he gets uh, stuff done and he's a wonderful person. Yeah. So congratulations on that. So, well, Gregory, the time flies. I mean, we really need like a three-hour show with you because we could uh, <laughs> we could talk we could talk uh-huh. forever. But again, everyone, check out the Bay on Amazon Prime. Look out for YA that will be coming, and then also uh, the sci-fi series Fracture. You can you know Google uh, mm-hmm. Gregory J. Martin. Follow him at Gregory J. Martin and keep up with all the stuff that's happening. Give our best to Christos and the family. Gregory? I sure will. Yes. What does the J stand for? Oh, I, I, that's a funny story. Um, I hope I don't embarrass my mother for this, but when uh, when I was, um, my mother was very young when she had me, and uh, I am a junior, um, and she accidentally put it in the middle of my name instead of uh, the end, and so, so junior, and spelled out junior, so... Uh, it became my middle name. Oh, that's um, great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. So, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Junior. Yeah. I'm also a junior. I, oh, we're, all cool. three, yeah. we're all three juniors, actually. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. You were a delight, yeah. Gregory, and I really appreciate your passion about your work and about society. Uh, yes. Thank and you we hope, so much. Please, it was, it's please been such come a back anytime. I hope to come back, yes. You're Thank you, guys. Thanks time. for having me. This was a lot of fun. Okay, Thanks, bye-bye. Gregory. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Oh, that was fantastic. Ralph, thanks it again was, for a great oh, show as always. You are so welcome. I mean, it is just going to be in no time before Showtime or Hulu or Amazon Prime is going to be contacting you to get us on their show um, weekly, you know, uh, with video because we are fierce and our guests are fierce. Each week, it's just so much fun. Because well, and again, I- thanks to J.R. Rosenberg for booking our show. And I'm so excited. J.R. did not tell me he's now a producer on the Bay. I just, I just text him and I said, uh, "Excuse me, it's time for a celebration." You know, oh, toast. That is- Great, Jr. Congratulations! Yeah, he has the Midas touch. You both do, and well, I get to be so a part do you, of it. Ralph. Well, thank you. I get to be a part of all of it. We are having so much fun. My house is smelling so damn good because <gasps> I have been simmering collard greens. And oh, oh ooh, child, we are sure what, what, have- what what kind of meat are you having with it? Well, I already fed Rose her chicken meat, but I wanted these collard greens to keep simmering during the show so yes. we could have some afterwards so we're just going to have some collard greens you got to have watermelon uh, too or uh, we already had her watermelon but now that i think about it i got to go make some cornbread yes yeah so let's get your cornbread bread. you need some fried chicken to go with it i know yes i should have some fried chicken but anyway i have some fish i have salmon so I and by the way, that. everyone can just keep their comment. I don't don't be tweeting me saying that I'm making racial remarks to Ralph because um, he's black and I'm half black. So I'm black oh, by association. So I can yeah. say whatever yeah. we want. Right. I know. See, I was thinking like with pandemic, pandemic 2020, remember how Daryl was always like, I don't give two fucks. And that's how we especially now it's like, you know what? 
this is the worst thing that I've ever gone. I mean, of course, I've had the death of my father and of Michael, but in terms of in my best friend, Damien, and, you mm-hmm. know, we, the, the list goes And then on. you had a bad haircut once, too. And, a bad, and I had a bad haircut. <laughs> so it's like, but this is the worst thing any of us have gone through. So anybody that creates bullshit in your life or just uh, continues to have the ugliness, we get, just got to fuck that shit because we are, you know, living to save our lives mm-hmm. without – knowing what to do. I mean, it's kind of like the invisible man. If he is standing next to you, how do you know? Because bitch is invisible. So it's like if the virus is airborne and you think you've covered your mouth and coughed into your elbow and worn the right mask and you know washed your hands and disinfected and then put on a slipper and put on a helmet, has that protected you? You know, me... You know, it's, you ba- you bathed in Pharrell, and you're still Pharrell, and you, you know, you're, and you, you still get it. Then you're just doomed to you're just meant to get it. So sure, yeah, you know, so. yeah. Anywho, well, but, listen, give give Rose a big a big hug and a kiss because you can do it because you've been quarantining and you're safe from yes. all of us. Give her Thank our best. You, we have a great show uh, coming up next week. We have another Emmy nominated daytime veteran, Miss Jacqueline Zeman from oh, General God. Hospital. Oh my goodness! Oh. And, and, we, and starting next week, we may be having two guests per show. Um, so we're going to have another possible guest on the twenty eighth. We definitely have two guests, and oh. um, we're just going to parade keep of champions. This it's is a plethora. It's a plethora and parade. Today is the P word. Thank you for that, Jasper. So, you know, Planet Earth, uh, you all are fierce. We are fierce. And let's keep living. Live. And and on that note, everyone, stay safe. We love you. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.